The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. Getting better. John ruins another song. <laughs> I used to like this number that I paid attention to the part where John sings that he used to hit women. And yes, he sings it as if it's in the past tense, but boy, that is such a bummer. This song is supposed to be about how getting older can be good in a lot of ways. It's a sentiment I can understand sometimes. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Lennon ruined it. Yep. Um, I do love the sentiment that Paul is talking about. Like, your best days don't have to be behind you, etc. And I guess, in a way, John is trying to say that too. But it he does it in a terrible way. <laughs> it, which r- does really ruin a, a great pop song in the, on this record. And, like, the past tense thing, Jesus Christ. Like, <sighs> was it really behind him? Is this like the Mitch Hedberg thing where it's like, you know, you know, I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to, too. Is that where he's going with that? I don't know. Maybe he was, I mean, he, he was trying to be a better person and he like professed that throughout like the rest of his life. Um, but I don't know, dude. Musically. Okay. Musically. I love the high harmonies, but even if they aren't exactly perfectly in key, but the way they sell it is great. Uh, and I love the stabbing guitar lines and how the drum and bass, I'm giving Paul credit here, interplay within the verses. Uh, so, hey, thanks, John, for shoving your bullshit into this and ruining it. Some men would rather form the Beatles than go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with lyrics co-written by John and Paul and music mostly by Paul McCartney, the idea for getting better came from a favorite phrase of Jimmy Nickel. We've talked about him before. He was the stand-in drummer for eight days in their, during their 1964 world tour he's while Ringo was sick. back. Yes, he's back. Yeah, so what, what would happen is uh, that when they were practicing with Jimmy, they would turn around and say, how's it going? And he would say, getting better. So that worked. This is Paul talking. He said it's an optimistic song. I often try and get on to optimistic subjects in an effort to cheer myself up and also realizing that other people are going to hear this to cheer them up too. And this was what it does. The angry young man and all that was John and I filling in the verses about school teachers. We shared a lot of feelings about teachers who had punished you too much or who hadn't understood you or who had just been bastards generally. <laughs> a tale as old as time. <laughs> so this is john talking and this is interesting it is a diary form of writing all that i used to be cruel to my woman i beat her and kept her apart from the things that she loved was me i used to be cruel to my woman and physically any woman i was a hitter i couldn't express myself and i hit i fought men and i hit women that is why i'm always on about peace you see it is the most violent people who go for love and peace. Everything's the opposite. But I sincerely believe in love and peace. 
I am a violent man who has learned not to be violent and regrets his violence. I will have to be a lot older before I can face in public how I treated women as a youngster. So this is, so John kind of said what you would talked about a couple of times before in this podcast, where the people that uh, preach peace are, you know, secretly the most, you know, violent. Yeah. Again, it's just that he he has, and he admits it here too. Like this is the, probably the most concise way like that he's put it um, when he's like looking back on the catalog uh, he just didn't, he doesn't know how to process those feelings and he does it in an unproductive way. Uh, so, you know, we know he wasn't, still wasn't a great dude after this period, but you know, maybe he was getting better. Mm. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, mm. yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if he, I don't know. It's not an excuse. I don't know if he hit Yoko. He did cheat on her uh, yeah. a couple of times, but I, I don't know. Whatever. Um, the uh, what is it? The Lost Weekend, as they say. Yes, with May Pang in L.A. In L.A. and yes, tampon know, on his head, ruining Harry Nielsen's career. That's right. That's how he took out his anger, ruining other ruining someone life. else's life. Recording <laughs> career. <laughs> Uh, I, I am glad that he, you know, was public about, you know, regretting it and all that. You know. Yeah, there's at least there's at least that. There's at least that. Getting better received its vocals on March twenty first, nineteen sixty seven. Hunter Davies was at the session and noted how the backing vocals sounded flat, grainy, and awfully disembodied. I remember thinking, why am I such a big fan of theirs? Why do I think they're good singers? They're completely out of tune. So <laughs> he agrees with you. <laughs> it is not known whether the attitude vocals were left in the final mix. Andrew Loden says it was. Um, I, I don't know if it's necessarily like out of tune. It's just like it's not up to the standard of harmonies that they usually have. Like it, they seem like they work on them a lot more than they are on this record, but also, mm-hmm. I don't know, like they're playing in, they like they've played into the fact that this is a live quote unquote, like performance at the very beginning of the record with the applause and all that. And you know, you're not always going to get that in a live performance. So I don't know. It's maybe it's again, more about the emotion and selling what you're singing versus the, you know, studio perfection of it in some aspects or they're well, just uh, high and lazy i don't know high and lazy uh also it was deliberately very speeded maybe that was a that yeah. did it so john accidentally took lsd during one of the sessions for getting better and george martin not being naive just took john at his word that he was just feeling ill so he took him up to the emi studio's roof which was a terrible idea. Yeah. In 1970, John Lennon recounted the incident. Uh, I thought I was taking some uppers and I was not in the state of handling it. I took it and I suddenly got so scared on the mic. I said, what is it? I feel ill. I thought I felt sick and I thought I was going cracked. I said, I must go and get some air. They all took me upstairs on the roof and George Martin was looking at me funny. And it had dawned on me that I must have taken some acid. I said, well, I can't go on. You'll have to do it, and I'll just stay and watch. I got very nervous just watching them all. 
and I kept saying, is this all right? They had all been very kind, and they said, yes, it's all right. I said, are you sure it's all right? They carried on making the record. How are you feeling, John? Well, I'm, I'm getting better. Mm. Getting better was completed on March 23rd, when new vocals were recorded, along with congos played by Ringo. George Martin plays pianette and piano. Love Cow, there is no mention of the word love in the song. Josie Scale, is this song better than Your Love by the Outfield or Nah? I'm going to say Nah, this is a Josie. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a Josie for me as well. It does get better, though. Yes. Well, does it? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh, yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine.